Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Internet Marketing. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 106 of Internet Marketing, brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Andy White and I'm with Kelvin Newman. Hello, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, um, good middle of the night if that's when you're listening as yes, well. good whatever time it is you're listening. And uh, it's question and answers today uh, and we're going to start off with an audio question. Always our favourites. Always we're... our favourites. Yeah, so if people do want to send in MP3 questions, you know, you definitely get an answer. This is from Colin. Let's have a listen. Hey guys, just got a quick question for you, um, if that's okay. Um, I'm starting up a a new site um, intended to uh, host podcasts. So it's um, for anyone who's looking to uh, create their own podcast. Um, I've used a few of the other options out there and I just have, there's a few features that I thought were missing, just thought things I thought could do better. So um, I'm starting up my own site uh, to do that uh, called The Podcast Host. It's just at thepodcasthost.com. And I'm just looking to start promoting that now. What I was curious about was um, the age-old question about um, page rank and whether it still matters. Um, I know it was always um, it was always sort of a bigger thing in the past, and it seems to have kind of died away a little bit. But do you still think page rank's a valid metric for measuring um, how Google sees your site? Um, should you be looking at trying to improve it? Um, just generally, any sort of extra information you have about what how we should be seeing page rank these days. That would be great. Um, just yeah, just a, as well to say uh, thanks for the show. Been listening avidly, um, and um, I'm planning to sign up to the uh, the premium podcast pretty soon, uh, the premium service pretty soon. So uh, um, to to get my my site promoted properly. So uh, cheers and uh, thanks for listening to the question. Well, thanks, Colin, and and that's what we like to hear, isn't it? Now, listen, is page rank still important? Yes and no. <laughs> I think that's how I answer that's every a real question. Hedge isn't answer, it? isn't it? Yeah, I think that's how I answer every question. But no, what I will say is that I I could, and actually, I, I have two computers, so I use my laptop and I use my work computer. Um, on my laptop, I have no real means of um, being able to check PageRank in a in a simple way. So um, basically, my answer is that I don't consider it that important now. I'll explain why PageRank was important and why people did care about it. Mm-hmm. And then I'll explain why it no longer really is a huge concern. But it does have some uses, I will say Please that. Please proceed. So initially, when Google first started up, their algorithm was much, much simpler. 
Now, um, it was based on this concept of page rank. Now, that's a rank named after Larry Page rather than actually anything to do with pages. Oh, really? Um, and the, the idea behind that is is that in the simplest terms, if you imagine that um, one page has a 1,000 points and then they link out to 10 pages, each of those 10 pages get 10 points, as it were, and then so on and so forth. And each page would have a total cumulative number of points, as it were. Um, and that then became a normalized score out of 10. And it's kind of logarithmic as well. So there's mm. hardly any 10s, a few 9s, quite a lot of 8s, thousands of millions of 7s. So that's basically the way that it would work. Now, very early on, that tended to correspond quite well with search engine rankings, as it were. So the websites that ranked highest tended to have a higher score on that, that, um, on that scale. So therefore, people talked about it a lot. But like many of the things in... Um, SEO there have been changes now what happened is that Google's algorithm got ever more sophisticated so there were more and more factors than just that simple page rank you know link element to it that you know come into the mix now so that's the case but also there's some other interesting things as well is that there's essentially two types of page rank there's page rank that Google use internally which is only one of a hundred number of different metrics and then there's the page rank that you see in the Google Google toolbar or if you're using some kind of SEO toolbar that um, has that um, that data there they're two completely different numbers now the one that's behind the scenes is dynamic it's updated and all these kind of things but the one that you see on your screen so what, what the listeners and me see as page rank is updated about quarterly sometimes it's six months mm. between updates um google admit at the point in time at which that is published it is already out of date um google use it to make points so they've seen you know there have been websites who have had their page rank go down or disappear when they've sold links um and all kinds of different things you know so it's it's old data it's incomplete it's not the full picture and it might not even be accurate you know it, it from that perspective it it isn't a metric that I would say for a client. Well done, you've gone from page rank five to six. Mm. It just you know it, you know, and there's no correlation there. You, there's like very little. You know, people have done studies. There's like hardly any correlation between page rank and actual physical ranking. Um, okay, so that's why I see it as not being very important. However, my but here on this point is that if I am doing some link building and I have a list of a thousand potential websites I could contact in order to um, potentially try and build a link relationship with them. I need to prioritize them in some way, shape, or form. Mm. And you need some kind of metric to do that. And in that sense, PageRank is actually quite good because although it's not perfect, in a simple terms, the better a website is, the more trusted it is, the more likely it is to have authority, it tends to have a higher page rank. So from that point of view, if I have a list of a 1,000 links, I'm going to start with those that have page rank 8 or 7. Now, that doesn't implicitly mean that those that have page rank 8 or 7 would have more value to me than one that has 0, because that page of 0 might be a new page. might actually be really trusted on a really good domain. It might have huge keyword contextual relevance. You know, it could be a perfect link for me. It could send traffic as well. That brand new page has got page rank of 0 compared to this old page that's got page rank 7 that no one visits and hasn't been updated in 20 years. You know, it so it's you know it's not perfect but that's the way i tend to use it as a very good well like very rough shortcut if i've got to kind of somehow prioritize a list but there are other metrics like that like you know seo mods have their moz rank majestic seo i've got equivalent ones as well if you're using their seo tools um you could look at the number of inbound links to that domain you could look at all kinds of different things and you know page rank's just one of those metrics that you could use to do that but what I would say is for anyone listening, don't worry about your page rank. 
you know, it could go down and your rankings could go up. It could go up and your rankings could go down. You know, it's not worth worrying about what your page rank is unless you're selling links. That's the only real reason that you would want to bump up your page rank. Interesting fact about page rank as well is that it is impossible for you to have a higher page rank than your highest page rank link. Okay. So if I have page rank seven and that's your best link, Andy, you can't have a page rank eight. It's impossible. You will even struggle to have page rank seven unless you have lots of those sevens. So you are limit your upper limit of your page rank is determined by the highest page rank of any inbound links to you. So if you are for whatever reason deciding that you want to try and increase it, which I wouldn't suggest, but if you are, um, you're only going to be you're going to have a glass ceiling of what your highest link is. So you'll never be better than the people who link to you because that's the way the system works. The wonderful and esoteric world of page rank. Yeah, yeah. Like I Calvin mean, Newman. Yeah, I mean, what I would say is it's, yeah, it's interesting, but don't get hung up on it. <laughs> Let's move on to some paper questions now on these printed out emails. <clears throat> shuffle, shuffle. This one is from uh, Clint Till of Birmingham. I presume that's Alabama, Birmingham AL. Not Birmingham, the West yeah, Midlands in the no, UK. No, no, in the black country. No. Yeah. Yes. Right, okay. Um, I really appreciate the tips, resources, and valuable information you guys bring to the podcast every week. I wanted to ask a question in regards to blogs that are included as a part of an existing website. I know that maintaining a blog can help your search rankings because you are consistently updating the site with new content and new pages. However, some sites, brackets like mine, brackets, have the blog as the landing page. Does this further improve your search results rankings or does it really matter if your blog is your landing page? Would you advise someone to use their blog as their landing page or would you advise them simply to have a standard home page from which the user can navigate to the blog? Thanks for considering my question. I look forward to your response, Clint Till. Yeah, I think what Clint's getting at there is kind of getting a little bit confused in terms of the difference between landing page and home page. A landing page is just the page which someone visits your site for the first time. Right. I think he's talking about the home page there because he, he mentions that at the end. Right. So what he's saying is that should you have, if you're using WordPress as your CMS, should you use um, the blog as the home page or should you have a static page and then the blog as a sub page of that? Um, it depends on what you're trying to achieve. Um but in most cases, the static page tends to be the best bet because the problem with having a um, the blog as your homepage is, is that you don't have the static content that will always ensure that there's some words there describing what you do as a business. Mm. So you need to, from an SEO perspective, if you've got something in your title tag, you need to have it in the first couple of paragraphs of the page. You need to have some good sort of you know descriptions, some sim- synonyms of your main keywords there in the you know, they're on your homepage or you're never going to rank for those terms that you want to rank for. If you've just got whatever your latest posts are and you might have five or six posts which aren't hugely on topic, you know, they might be kind of relevant to your interests, but they don't include those keywords, you're going to then struggle to rank as a consequence of that. So that's why I tend to think sometimes it's better to have it as a subfolder rather than, you know, as the homepage. But it's funny though, isn't it, Kelvin? Because you you hear people say all the time, I'm sure it's true, that... Google loves blogs because they're constantly being updated. But it sounds like what you're saying is be careful about what your homepage is because you want some information that's pertinent to what you do there. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Because, yes, it's true that Google do like blogs um, because they come back more frequently. They can look at the RSS feed. If you 
have your website set up on a blogging platform, it will get spidered more quickly than if you had a different CMS. Yeah. That is true. Mm. However, if you sell X, Y, and Z, and you don't have the word X, Y, and Z on your homepage... You've got a really off-reservation yeah. um, blog post yeah. <laughs> talking about, I don't know... Well, I mean, it's fairly easily done. Church organs yeah. or something, well, and you yeah. sell I mean, it could underpants. Be, it could be fairly easy. You could have, like, a couple of blog posts about... Um, you know, a team building event you've done, um, a competition you've run, a job you're offering. You know, that's fairly mm. standard blog content. Mm. If you only have five or six page, five or six blog posts on your homepage, and none of them actually talk about what it is you sell, what it is you do, that's that's a challenge. And that's also true, not just for search engines. You've got to imagine someone landing on your site for the first time. Do, do they, when they land on any page of your site, do they understand what it is? A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You do. Sure. Because if they, you know, your logo, your vague mission statement, um, you know, that might not explain what you do. So you need to say, we sell this type of widgets or mm. we do this type of service and have a couple of paragraphs at least explaining what that is. Ideally, you know, you know, three or four hundred words explaining exactly what it is you do using the keywords you um, want to describe yourself with and searches are searching for and then link through to the internal pages that are relevant to that. You can do that. You can have your blog on your site, which is there and enables the search engines to come out more frequently. Mm. But that doesn't have to be on the homepage. Sure. I mean, I've seen. I've also seen um, sort of company websites that are are a blog, but they've just got like a, a static paragraph at the top that says what they do. What yeah. do you think about that? Yeah. Those? I mean, that's the alternative. Um, but the way most people set up WordPress is that that would then mean that that paragraph would be on every page. Yeah. Which wouldn't be beneficial. It is. Or maybe in the sidebar. Or yeah. Something. Or in the sidebar, it is entirely possible on WordPress to have different templates so you have the blog homepage which has half a page of static content that only appears on the homepage and it doesn't appear anywhere else that is doable but um, you know at that point if most of the page is static content anyway you might as well have a have it somewhere else the blog. yeah yeah is that all you have to say on the matter Mr Newman I, I think so I think so good question though because very good question um, you know we rave on about using you know blogging um, CMS's as you know blogging software as CMSs and the default setup on that will be that you have the blog as a homepage and that isn't perfect for everyone sure and uh, Clint's company is Red Fox Media Inc uh, you can you can give us a tenner later Clint right uh, let's move on to the last question uh, this is from Andrus Purdy I'm, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing your name wrong I think it's pronounced Purdy 
P-U-R-D-E. You see, I deliberately gave this one to you, oh. Andy, so you can pronounce the name. <laughs> I, I do apologise, Andrew. Anyway, um, hey, Kelvin and Andy, uh, love your podcast. It's such a good way to learn about new tools and ways of doing better marketing, exclamation mark. Uh, got an SEO question regarding a cheeky niche e-commerce site I'm working on called Knicker Mail. Um, I've identified some long-term keyword groups for the site, and I'm guessing I should focus on link building and adding more content pages to the site. Is there a best practice on the sequence of SEO activities, i.e., where do you start? Anything else I have missed out? Thanks, and keep up the weekly treat, Andrus. Oh, it sounds like an interesting website he's working on there. But um, I'm going to have a look at it. Th- <laughs> Nicker, <laughs> Nicker mail. Uh, okay. So, um, actually, I but, can't quite reach my laptop. But yeah, 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 yeah. I, wait, I might not do that one on the work laptop. But um, so, yeah, in terms of um, the process of yeah, how do we do SEO? So, the company that I work with, Site Visibility, the um, way that we tend to um, work on search campaigns is that we do what we we call an audit in the first month, um, and that's where we go over the site with a fine tooth comb and try and resolve all of the possible technical issues um, that are there. And, mm. um, you know, they're all the things that often come up as questions on here. We've got a checklist on the premium podcast that, you know, shows the exact checklist that we go through on a website, but that's looking for issues like concanalization, um, you know, are you indexed? Do you have, um, you know, is the, is the content of your page is fully spiderable, all those types of things. It's very technical. And uh, we then do the kind of on-site changes. So do you have pages that um, exist to cover off every keyword? If you don't, do you need to add some new pages and so on and so forth? Um, do all those pages have relevant title tags, good meta descriptions that match up with the title tags, match up with the content of the pages and so on and so forth? Just a little plug for the premium thing. You, did, you did covered you did a very nice couple of videos recently all about meta tags and title ah, tags and stuff. Kind words, Andy, kind yeah. words. But yeah, no, I mean, so basically that's a process that we go through, yeah? And mm-hmm. um, so that's all the on-site stuff where we're making changes to the site. Now, we normally do that in the first month. For many people, if you're doing it on your own, that might take a number of months, but they're the bits you need to get right, the relevance issue because if you don't get them sorted it doesn't matter how good your link building is how good your social media is you're going to struggle to perform well in the search Mm. engines so we always try and get that sorted first at that same stage in that first month when we're working on a client campaign we also then set some link building strategy so there's two ways you could do link building Um, you could do it by having a grand idea of what it is you want to do with a plan and some ideas of the types of things you're going to do or you can just get stuck into the tactics now getting stuck into the tactics can work quite well in the short term but you then might find oh if i'd done it in this order i would have done it slightly better or i've oh i've missed out on this keyword because i didn't really think about it i just got stuck into writing articles so as an approach we use which we've done mentioned a couple of times in future episodes in previous episodes have we got your yeah, yeah i've done it in the future yeah we're, <laughs> we're going to cover it in the future no i mean in the past so there's a, there's an approach we use at site visibility but you know there's lots of different seo um strategies like this for link building where we say okay we call it a tribe um, based strategy i'm sorry a theme based strategy mm-hmm. where that's a nice little acronym because all marketers love a good acronym so um basically the process we go through is we say okay well what is um the tribes of your website so who are the audiences who are the specific sub audiences so if that's like a travel website it isn't just 18 to 24 year olds it's like okay people who are going on away on a romantic weekend this is their only holiday this year that might be one of the groups of people it might be people who go away four times a year who go to cultural destinations where there's art galleries that might be a tribe and so on and so forth so you, you break those people down um 
you then have to understand what the hook is. So um, for those individual tribes, what about your business or your website is uniquely appealing to them? Mm. And that's normally like something that's core to the business. So if you're kind of a, you know, a, um, you know, in, to carry on with the, the, the example there, talking about travel, if you've got those types of destinations and holidays there, that's your hook to that tribe. You've got the content that they want. But sometimes this is where websites then struggle. Oh, well, we're not appealing to those tribes. So at which point you've either got to choose new tribes or work fundamentally on what your website does because you, you know, you're not making that connection. Um, so that's the T for tribes. H is the hook. We then go on to E, which is the engaging piece of content, which is um, really link bait. Um, so link bait is kind of what, thing can you do or what thing do you have that can attract links to your website that somehow embodies that hook um appeals to that tribe so this might be a series of blog posts it might be an infographic it might be a podcast it might be a video it might be a viral game just something that appeals to that audience embodies what's you know why your company are of interest to that um that audience but also is worthy of attention in some way shape or form so that's an engaging piece of content. And that's what we do a lot of for our clients is building those pieces of engaging content. Um, and then you've got the marketing of that. And then you might market that in a variety of ways. So you might use social media. You might use old school backlink analysis. You might use article syndication. You might use outreach. You know, There's a variety of different things. But for that engaging piece of content, you need a little mini marketing plan for what you're going to do with that. Because too many people build great bits of engaging content and then don't do anything with them. They don't. Mm. If you build it, that doesn't mean they'll come You know, to paraphrase badly a, a film um builders and they will come yes so there's the marketing and then the, finally there is evaluation so that's what we tend to do at the beginning so we have a link building strategy we'd have a couple of those themes going a couple of different tribes a couple of pieces of engaging content that we were planning on creating over the next six months or so and then we then go on to the ongoing stuff so that might be um where you then go okay well we decided in our strategy that directory submission was something that we wanted to do early on because we know directory submission whilst might not deliver the the best links in the world it's very predictable we know if we spend x amount of hours on it we'll get y amount of links out of it so we'll Mm. do that straight away because that's a low-hanging fruit Mm. then we say okay well moving on we've done the directory submission let's focus on some other quick wins but um article syndication might be that and all the time while you're doing these quick wins you're also working on the things that are going to take a period of time so if you need to start producing a series of podcasts you can't do that overnight it's going to take you know six to eight weeks to get all that content together you've got all that content together and then once you've been doing all these kind of low hanging fruit bits first you've then got these bigger better more link worthy pieces of content that um are more likely to get the authoritative links so you're kind of covering both bases there sure. so you've got the volume you've got the velocity you've got the anchor text but you're then still covering off the authoritative links the ones that are really going to make a big difference so that's kind of my approach and what we then do with a client is every three months or so we'll kind of review where we're at see if there's any changes we can make to the on-site um, see if there's any changes where we can learn from what's worked in the link building and just kind of constantly review it really if you're working in-house it works probably in a slightly different way we will be doing it a bit all over the place but you know, following that approach that we take as an agency, I think would work well for quite a lot of businesses. Fantastic. And that concludes the questions for today's show. As Kelvin takes a stretch, 
There's only oh. animated Kelvin. I think there's a new form of energy. If we attach lots of ropes and pulleys to your hands when you're talking, <laughs> to a series of pulleys and well, flywheels. This is it. I, it is terrible. I suddenly realise when I video myself quite how much I move about. <laughs> you do. You move a lot. And it doesn't really matter when it's just audio because, you know, you, you can't see that. You can't see that I'm like rolling around no, no, in my no, chair. No, the audience can tell because your voice goes quieter and louder as you move <laughs> yeah, away uh, close to the mic again. This yes. is me far, far away. Yeah. And this is me getting nearer and nearer. <laughs> and this is me doing my kind of fidgeting about. So, yeah. I, I think there's something good about personally fidgets. I think that means they're creative, yeah. right? I'm a fidget. Anyway, uh, with that, uh, we'll bid good night. Uh, good night. Well, it might be a good Jew. night. If, if you're listening yeah. at night, it will be good night. Goodbye. Uh, I've been Andy White, and I probably will be next time. And yeah, I have most definitely been Kelvin Newman, and will probably continue to be Kelvin Newman for quite some time. And we'll see you again on the next episode of 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 Nearly Forgot the Name of the Podcast. And it's Internet, Internet marketing. marketing brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. Goodbye. See you next time. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes, links, and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments, and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number... If you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three two five six one five zero. If you're inside the UK, it's o one two seven three two five six one five zero. And you can leave a voice comment or question, and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself. Well, that's it for now. Andy White signing off until next week on Internet Marketing. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.